Lord, we worship you in this place. Lord, we exalt you. You're great, O oh God. We worship you, Jesus. Hey, well, God's promises still stand, don't they? Anyone believe that today? I really believe that. Hey, it's so good to be here today in person and online. If you're watching one of our campuses or one of our online services or in the room, hey, we want to give you a big welcome. My name's Dave, and uh, hey, yeah, give everyone a welcome. Paul was going to do that, so have a second welcome this morning. My name's Dave, one of the pastors here at Icon Church, and I get the privilege today to share part five in the series. It's the final part. I don't want to say it's going to be the best, but the other ones were good as well. Do you know what I mean? They've been fantastic. Hey, so we're going to get ready and hear the word of God. Grab your seats this morning. So good to be here. Thanks to the team. Done a great job today just leading us through in worship. So we're thinking of this idea of some of the most favorite places you've been to. And uh, you may have to think back a little bit with some of your holidays or vacations that you've been to in different places. Maybe some of the more exotic ones, you have to cast back your memory a couple of years, as most people, I think, this year in the UK have gone to Devon or Cornwall or somewhere down that way. Anybody I've talked to have been down that way. So, hey, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you maybe just to share with somebody beside you your favorite place that you have been to. If you're online, you can put it in the comments. But hey, share, what is your favorite place you've ever been to? You can share this morning, just chat with somebody, uh, nudge somebody if you see them sort of sleeping a little bit, wake them up, poke them in the ribs. Hey, there's some amazing places, isn't there? One of my favorite places, I have to say, is still Finland where my wife comes from. And I love going there because you've got lots of forests, you've got lots of lakes. And uh, one of my most favorite things is to go there in the summer and just be beside one of the lakes and uh, go swimming and then go in the sauna. And, and you do that all day almost. And then you have a barbecue at night. So it's quite relaxing, but it's a wonderful place, beautiful scenery. And that's one of the things I like. But you know, there is sometimes in our lives, let's face it, there's sometimes in our lives where you go somewhere and it's not quite what you're expecting. Anyone have that experience? Where you book it online, you look at the room, you think, this is going to be amazing. And then you get there and the, the, the room's smaller than what you expected. The food isn't quite up to scratch. And the beach that you looked at in the pictures is the beach of the hotel down the road, and it's happened before. Now, that doesn't happen so much these days, but it does still happen. And I remember one time, many, many years ago, uh, going back about 20 years, my first... Ooh, I'm back there. My first... So, somebody at the back doesn't like me. My first holiday to Greece, maybe it's because I was going to say Greece this morning, they knew it was coming. My first holiday to Greece, and I remember looking at the pictures. It was in the days you had to have brochures. Remember those? You'd go through the brochure. Sorry for anyone who's under the age of 40, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, you had to look at a brochure. That's what you did. You look at a brochure, and you say, I want to go there. And I remember looking at this place in Greece, one of the Greek islands, and it was one of those ones that had the beautiful cove, and you looked at the cove and think, oh, I can't wait to get there. And I remember turning up, and uh, we got to this cove, and uh, looked over the, over the cliff to the beautiful cove on the other side, and all I could see on the bottom of the cliff, on this beautiful beach that was on the picture, was a dead cow that had gone over the cliff. So it didn't look quite as good as it 
as I was expecting. Do you know what I mean? You're getting you're so wired up and ready for this stuff. And here's the thing I've discovered. Actually, life can be a little bit like that. You know, sometimes we're expecting something to be amazing, something to bring us rest, something to bring us relaxation, something to bring us hope. And sometimes it's not just those holidays or those restaurants that disappoint us, but sometimes life can disappoint us as well. And we can go through life looking for something and we just can't find it. And I know there's many, many people who, you know, spend time, they spend energy trying to get the answer for their lives, trying to find rest, trying to find a sense of hope, trying to find a sense of purpose. And then they discover all the energy they put into something has not lived up to what it said. And I I think people go around and they have this sense of disappointment because, you know, they're, they're looking for peace, they're looking for hope, they're looking for rest, and it doesn't come. But, you know, the truth is this morning, we do need rest. And that's what I want to talk about this, this morning, an idea of rest in our lives. We need rest for the body. We need rest for the mind. We need rest for the soul. But, you know, in our world and in society, people try to find solutions for this rest in all sorts of places. And when they look and they look and they look and they think this is going to be the answer, you know, they've listened to a podcast and the podcast says, if you do these five things, you will be rejuvenated. You will be totally rested. Your hair may grow back if it's missing at the back. Mine's going a little bit like that. Don't put the cameras at the back. I noticed that the other day when I was in the hairdressers, you know, when they show you with the mirror and I noticed the bit of the back's getting bigger. And I never like to see that mirror anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying, don't show me. Anyway, listen, here's the point this morning. We we look for that rest and we can't find it. But I'm glad this morning that there is an answer. I'm glad this morning that the Bible gives us an answer to real rest in our lives. And Jesus, as he was speaking to some of his followers, his disciples, he said this in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, and we're going to look at this this morning, and I just want to open it up a little bit to help us find the rest that we need, rest for our minds, rest for our bodies, rest for our souls that is often missing. Listen to these words from Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, that is a promise right there. Listen to this night from the Message Bible. I want to read it from the Message Bible. It says this, come to me, get away with me, Jesus says, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, walk with me, and work with me. Watch high I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, Jesus said, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Isn't that good this morning? Come on, that's the word of God into our lives. This idea that Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and Burden. Well, you know, lots of people live that way. Whether they're in church or out of church, we can live weary, we can live burdened, we can live with a sense of unrest in our lives. And I love the, the, this truth of Jesus. He says, come to me. 
Come to me and I will give you, come on, help me this morning. I will give you rest. I will give you, if you're looking for rest this morning, this is the place to be right here in church. It's not here somewhere on a beach, although you may get some rest there. But I reckon here this morning is the best place to be. Now, when Jesus spoke those words, there was a group of religious leaders, and they were called the Pharisees. Now, you don't have to remember that. You just have to know there was a group of religious leaders. And that they were what I would describe as hyper-religious. They were all about rules and regulations and making things up. And uh, so much so that they took the the Ten Commandments that uh, we find right at the beginning of the Bible, and they took them and they made lots of different rules about the Ten Commandments. In fact, so much so that there was over 600 rules that they had made when it came to the Ten Commandments of how you're to live. There was one particular rule, uh, you know, the commandment to do with the Sabbath. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, have a Sabbath, have rest, have time off so that you can worship me, God said, and be with me. And you know what? They had made over 39 different rules that you had to do to get rest. Now, Jesus, when he looked at the people around him, he noticed that they were frazzled. He noticed that actually they were were trying to follow one rule upon another rule upon another rule. And the rest that they were looking for, they just were not getting. So when Jesus brings this verse to them, that's why it's so important. He says, come to me, all you who were weary. Because as he looked out at the crowd, he seen there was people in the nation where he was preaching at that point. He seen there was people around him and they were filled with weariness. Why? Because they were trying to follow God, following rules and regulations, rule upon rule upon rule, in order to find God. And Jesus said, hey, hold on now. I want to present to you a much better way. Come to me, all you who are weary. Come to me. You see, those words are applicable back then, but they are right here for us, right here in 2021. They are right here for us. If you are weary and burdened, Jesus said, come to me, and I will give you rest. Exchange how you're living and I will give you rest for your souls. People are looking for rest, but you know what? The promise that Jesus gives, we sang it earlier, God's promises still stand. The rest Jesus said over 2,000 years ago when he said, come to me, you know, that rest is still available for every one of us today. Rest for our souls. If you're feeling weary, if you're feeling burdened, it's very simple, come to me, Jesus said. And I will give you rest. Now, here's the problem. When it comes to rest, we often filter it through one lens. And I think that's one of the mistakes we make when it comes to rest. We, we, we filter it through one lens and we think rest is the absence of activity. We think that rest is just about doing nothing. But actually, I wonder if we've got it wrong. What if rest is not the absence of activity but the presence of purpose. Let me say that again to us this morning. What about if it's not about the absence of activity, but the presence of purpose in our lives? Because people think, well, if I stop doing this, then I will have rest. Well, I've discovered it in life. Just because you stop something doesn't mean that you have rest. Anyone else experience that? Anyone online experience that? Anyone at any of our campuses or right here in the room, you've experienced, you've, you've thought to yourself, I'm going to have some time off. And actually at the end of the time off, 
you feel more tired than what you started. It's true, isn't it? You know, you have a holiday and you come back from your holiday and think, I need another holiday. I need a holiday upon a holiday. The truth is, because we're trying to think that rest just comes when we stop doing. But I believe if we really want to experience full rest, it's to do with having a purpose in our lives. You see, when you've got a purpose in your life, do you know what it does? It energizes you. It gives you something to get up out of bed for. And I'm thankful this morning that I get up every day out of my bed, one, because I'm a follower of Jesus and I have a sense of purpose in my life that actually life is worth living. And I want to encourage you this morning to think of your purpose because maybe you've been thinking, well, I just need to stop doing this. I need to, I need to, I need to just rest. Uh, but actually, maybe it's a, a sense of getting purpose in your life. Now, there's a doctor in America, um, a Christian lady called Dr. Sandra Smith. I have said that name right. It sounds like Sandra, but it's Sandra. Maybe it's a bit of a posh name for saying it. Sandra Smith. And she's identified, actually, that there's seven types of rest that we need to pay attention to. And I just want to listen this morning and, and get us to think about these different types of rest. We're not going to go into detail, but I just want to list them to help us understand that rest is bigger than just the physical body. She identifies seven types of rest. The first one, of course, is physical. The second one is mental. We need mental rest. The third one is very important for us right here in church. We need spiritual rest. And that's what Jesus talked about, you know, this idea of come away with me, get rest with me. Of course, we need emotional rest, don't we? Some of the stuff we go through. We need social rest. That's a sense of uh, not uh, taking away, but adding into our lives as well. Not just going away from people, but connecting with people gives us real rest. The next one she pointed out, number six, is this idea of sensory rest. You know, we can be so filled with our senses and, and things just overtaking us, whether you're, you're, you're in a room or you're on a computer all day and your senses are bombarded. Or maybe you're on your phone or your device and suddenly your senses are just overwhelmed and we need sensory rest. And the last one she pointed out was this, we need creative rest. And I think it's pretty amazing that when Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, he said, I will give you rest. I, I think when Jesus gives rest, it touches in all of these areas, not just the spiritual element of our lives, but every part of our lives, Jesus is able to give us rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. This invite is for every one of us right here in this room today, for those online. You know, when Jesus said those two words, weary and burdened, they meant two different things, although they sound the same. Weary in its original context was this idea of self-imposed burdens that we put on ourselves. You ever done that? You put a self-imposed burden on yourself. You begin to worry. You begin to think of the fear of failure, maybe the opinions of others, or maybe you're in wrong relationships, whatever it may be. We can have this idea where actually we, we self-impose burdens in our lives. So much so that we weary ourselves out, and sometimes we don't know what to do. So Jesus says, all you who are weary, all you who are putting stuff on your life that you don't need to put on, Jesus said, come to me. 
Then he said this idea of those who are weary and burdened. And those idea of the burdens is those um, pressures that other people put on us. See, back in those days, the Pharisees were putting lots of pressures on the people of that day to follow God with all these rules and regulations. And Jesus said, hey, listen, forget about that. If you're weary, if you put pressure on yourself, if you're burdened and you've let others put pressure on you, I want you to come to me. I want you to find rest for your souls. You know, so easily, it's so easy in these days that actually we take the burdens of others on our lives or we let other people pressure us to do things or, 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 or to encounter things in our lives. And maybe someone has a sense of expectations over our lives and they want us to live a certain way and do a certain thing and we're trying to live according to those expectations. Maybe it's someone's judgment over our lives. Maybe it's somebody's religious ways, you know. I've just come back from Northern Ireland, and I have to say, it was brilliancy and family, but I, I realized again how religious people can be. You know, even in Christian churches, they want lots of rules and regulations in order to get to God. And I, I think, you know, God says, hey, listen, forget about all those rules and regulations. I've made it simple. Come to me. You see, it's all about relationship. That's one of the things we say here at Icon Church, isn't it? It's not about rules and regulations. It's actually about relationship with Jesus. So I don't know about how you're feeling this morning. Maybe you've even come to church this morning and you've come a little bit weary. You've come a little bit burdened. Maybe you're carrying the pressures of those around you. And I want to encourage you to do what Jesus said. Come to him today. Don't come to me. I haven't got the answer but Jesus does. If you're weary, if you're burdened, come and find rest. Take my yoke upon you, Jesus said. Now that idea of a yoke is not language we use every day, is it really? Unless you're having a cooked breakfast um, and a fried egg or something. I had lots of those when I was in Northern Ireland. Everywhere I went, a cooked breakfast? Okay, I'll have one. I think I put on about two kilos when I was there. But here's the thing. That, that idea of a yoke was obviously in, in the farming community where they would put it on an ox and it was a, a harness in order to get the ox to go somewhere to cultivate the land. And often alongside an older ox, they would put a younger ox with uh, the, the, the yoke on it as well so that the younger ox could... Um, younger ox, younger ox... I was hard to say that this morning. The younger ox could learn from the older ox. And you know, that, so, so when Jesus uses this terminology in his day, it was this idea of um, following a certain way of living. You know, Jesus said, you know, come to me, follow my way of living, living, imitate me, emulate me. The way I live is much better. You know, when you follow me, Jesus said, you will be free and you will be light rather than burdened down by rules and, and regulations and, and difficult ways to find God. And I love this idea that actually when Jesus said, come to me, that we can find rest in him. It's all about following his way. Now, notice what it doesn't say there. It doesn't say, Jesus didn't say, come to me and you will have no yoke. He said, come to me and you will have my yoke. And the point is this, it's about all about following the ways of Jesus. So sometimes we think, well, that rest means absence of activity. I'll just follow Jesus. I'll do nothing. My life will be easy. I'll have no responsibility. Well, Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, come to me. 
follow me and follow my ways. But when you follow my ways, hey, it's much easier than following these other religious ways. You know, why don't you follow uh, a way of relationship and getting to know me instead of trying to figure out which rule do I have to follow today to get to God? It's much simpler to follow the way of Jesus. And it could well be even this morning that you've come in and that you're in church for the first time or the second time or the third time. And maybe, maybe you're not following 613 rules like all these people, but maybe you've got your own belief system. Maybe you've got your way of living. And you think, well, if I do these four things and these five things and I get up at four in the morning and walk around the tree and come back again, I don't know, I've just made that up this morning. If you've got a tree and you do that, you know, Stop it, maybe that would be the thing. But whatever it is this morning, whatever you're following, I want to say that sometimes our own belief systems are the things that prevent us from really knowing and connecting God. Can I encourage you all this morning to understand that rest is not the absence of activity, but the presence of purpose. And I really do believe that when we come to Jesus, that Jesus gives us purpose in our lives. So I don't know what you're looking for this morning. I, I, but I want to encourage you that actually if you, if you follow Jesus and you get purpose in your life, it will energize you. It will give you a sense of wanting to live life and live life to the full. Anybody want that this morning? To enjoy your life, to live life, to live life freely and lightly? Come on, guys. You know, I, I, one of the things I love about Icon Church is we're not religious, are we? Some of you aren't so sure this morning. Let me say that again. We're not religious, are we? No, we are in relationship with Jesus. And that means we can have fun in church. We can laugh together. But you know, it's got to translate not just from here, but into our lives. Because I've noticed that sometimes people go out of church and they're not religious here. But when they get home, suddenly they've become these most religious people. And we make it complicated for ourselves to find God. Jesus says, come to me, all you are weary. And I will give you rest. I want to encourage you this morning. Don't give up this morning. Don't give up and, and, and give away your rest. Sometimes we can give away our rest to those around us and to life. And sometimes we become so self-important and we think, well, I've just got to keep busy in life. And I've, if I'm busy and I'm busy, look at me, I'm really important. And you know what? That can be a mistake because actually it can steal our rest in life. You know, one of the things we discover in the, in the book of Hebrews, uh, the writer there talks about God's people. And he says to the, the, the people in the book of Hebrews, he says, you know, there's, there's some people that God was wanting to bring in the rest, but they lost their rest and they didn't enter in the rest because of unbelief. And I want to say that sometimes we can miss out on the rest that Jesus wants for our lives because actually we have a sense of unbelief in our hearts. In Hebrews chapter 4, it says this, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today, if God speaks to you, if God's saying something into your life, is the band are going to get ready and come back? I want to say this this morning, today, if God speaks to you, if God's saying something to you, don't ignore what God is saying. Because, you know, by doing that, when we, when we ignore what God is saying, it's at that point our hearts become hard and actually we lose the peace and we lose the rest that Jesus is offering to us. So don't give away your rest. Don't, don't let your unbelief get into your life where actually you are missing out. 
in the same chapter says, let us therefore make every effort to enter rest. Let us make every effort to enter into God's rest for our lives. That sounds almost like a, a contradiction, doesn't it? Make an effort and having rest. But what it's saying is this, God gives rest for the souls. Gives rest for our hearts. Gives rest for our minds. He gives rest for our lives. In fact, the psalmist put it this way. says this, my soul finds rest in God alone. And I really do believe that. That actually as we come to God, we can experience rest. We can experience recovery in our lives. Do you know as we experience that rest? As we have a sense of God's rest in our lives, a sense of purpose in our lives, it allows us then to begin to help those around us. See, it's difficult to help others when actually we don't have rest in our own lives. But when we experience true rest and full rest, when we do what the Bible says, and Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, and you will find rest. When we do that and we experience that rest, when we get a sense of purpose in our lives, you know what? It energizes us to wake up and say, I want to help someone else. You know, when I became a Christian over 20 years ago, I remember having that, that experience. Suddenly, I felt alive. I felt inside there was something so significant in my life. And all I wanted to do was let somebody else know that God had made a difference in me, that the rest and the peace and the purpose I've been looking for all these years and I couldn't find in this place and that place, I found it in God. To have a sense of rest and a sense of purpose Jesus says, come to me and I will give you that rest. This week, like every week, you will encounter some self-imposed pressures in your life. This week, you will encounter pressures that come from other people, unnecessary pressures. And you know, when you feel that way, can I encourage you to do what Jesus says to do? Come to him. And he will give you rest. Do a divine swap. Swap the weariness and say, God, I, I want some of that rest. I don't know about you, even in the room this morning and online, I want to encourage you today to get hold of that rest. Maybe you're feeling just a little bit lost this morning. Jesus can give you rest and hope for the soul. To find rest in his presence gives us purpose, gives us hope for the future. Rest for your body, rest for your mind, rest for your soul. Let me read these words as we get ready to pray this morning. The same words that I started with today. Come to me, Jesus said. Get away with me. Then you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I, I like that. You, you get the sense of that, a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I love this promise. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, Jesus said. And you'll learn to live freely. And lightly, how much better 
would our lives be if we followed these words? How much better would our lives be this morning if we lived freely and lightly? Anybody need a bit of that this morning? Just to live freely and to live lightly. There's enough pressures, isn't there? There's enough stuff in our world that cause a sense of heaviness. Now, I'm not saying we don't need responsibility. We do. But we also need a sense of lightness and freedom in our spirits. I want to finish with these words taken from 1 Peter chapter 1, 7. It says this, Cast all your cares on him, all your anxiety. Speaking of God, because he cares for you. It's not great news for us today that God cares for us. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to pray today. So why don't we stand our feet just around the room? Because I'd love to pray for every one of us. We're going to pray. I want to pray for every one of us for a sense of rest to come into our lives. And then right at the end, we're going to pray another real important prayer for people to begin to follow Jesus. But I want to pray for you this morning. It's the band are playing in the background. Just take a moment right where you're standing, online, in your home. Why don't you just close your eyes if it helps you. And I want you to take these words of Jesus for yourself today. Do you feel weary? Do you feel burdened? Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. I want to encourage you to do that right now, right here as you're standing in this space to say, Jesus, I surrender my life again. Jesus, I, I give you these burdens. I give you these pressures that I may experience full rest online today. I want to encourage you to experience full rest. God, I want to pray for every one of us in this room, those who are watching online, those in our campuses. Lord, as we come this morning and come with our weariness and come with our burdens and, and come with the stuff that sometimes we put on our lives that we shouldn't put on. I pray, oh God, for a divine exchange today. That as we give you our burdens, that we cast our cares on you, the true rest would come. I pray for those who need rest in their minds, that rest would come. For those who need rest in their bodies, physically, that rest would come. For those who need spiritual rest and emotional rest, I pray rest would come. Right now, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and fill us with a sense of rest and purpose in Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said, Amen.